His essence is that He wants to supply our needs. His essence is He wants to heal us physically. His essence is He wants to heal us psychologically. His essence is that He wants us to choose to love Him and not just do stuff for Him, but to love Him. Well, hello there. This is Dan Boone with Let's Talk About It Tomorrow. So glad that you are with us today. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us. We always have a good time with you and I hope you're having a good time with us. Hey, by the way, uh, subscribe, give us a comment, like us, help us get this out to more people. And remember, we'll take your comment no matter what it is, okay? <laughs> we encourage your questions and those kinds of things. So we wanna answer them too for you. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about what do we do in times of adversity? Some of you may be aware, and I say that facetiously, in humor, tongue in cheek, some of you might be aware of the fact that we have some adverse times in our country today. Now, they're not nearly as bad as what people are facing in Pakistan or Iran or North Korea or China are the other places in the world today, but we have our own issues. Highest inflation in 40 years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when you mess with people's pocketbooks, you mess with them because that's a, a sign of their, their work and what they've done to put things together. So uh, let's just say that times of adversity are here to some degree. Uh, you could put on a scale to zero to 100, how much, where are we at? Maybe we're at 35, I don't know. Uh, maybe tomorrow we'll be at 30 or maybe tomorrow we'll be at 95. But here's the thing. Everything that will be shaken, can be shaken, will be shaken. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means the things that are loose, the things that are not founded, the things that are not uh, made where, that they're not, there's not been a, a, a real time of establishing them. You know, let's just put it this way. If you built a 50-story building and the foundation was a foot deep, what do you have? You have a real problem because you'll never even get it finished before it falls over one way or the other. If you're going to build a 50-story building, you've got to go way deep in the earth to be able to set the structure for that. Well, you know, we're kind of like a building too. In fact, the Bible has actually used that illustration for us. We're a bunch of pieces, and we're also spirit, soul, and body. So even uh, um, in, in our mystical parts or uh, the parts that are not seen, even they have to be founded. Now, Romans 12, 1, 2 says that be not conformed to this world. And that's a that's emphatic statement. Don't be like the people you see around you unless you're around some really good people, then you don't want to be exactly like them, of course. But the world system will gobble you up. It will grab you. It will take a hunk out of you. It will put chains around you, so to speak, uh, throw you in the cell. It will do bad things to you. That's where all problems come from is following the world. Eve in the Garden of Eden she followed the world system when the devil was there with her and he tempted her to eat a fruit off a tree, but it was going against the plan of God. God had to put that one tree in the garden 
And he said, don't eat of it. Why? Because God wanted us to love him. And in order to love somebody, you have to have a choice of not loving them. What Adam and Eve wanted was rather than for God to tell them what to do, they wanted to do what they wanted to do. They wanted to become as God, knowing good and evil. God has already told us what good and evil things are. That's the reason that he wrote the Bible and gave it to us and preserved it just for us today and for the years to come. So God is trying to help us. He wants our best, not our worst. He wants our best. But when we get tangled up with the things of the world, we get into all the things that are the dark side of, of creation, the things that weren't meant to be, but have come about because man wanted to be his own God. So let's turn that thing around a little bit. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. That means to be completely changed by the renewing of your mind. God gave us a mind. Yeah, isn't that great? He gave us an ability to reason logically. He gave us an ability to say yes to life or yes to death. We can make choices. We have that ability. We are our own moral being that we can follow God or we cannot follow God. We can follow our own choices or the choices of our culture, the choices of our political party, the choices of where we work or where we go to school or what beliefs are put toward, towards us. We make a choice and we make hundreds of them every day. Okay, do you want vanilla ice cream, chocolate, strawberry? What do you want to make? Okay, everybody has choices. We're free moral agent. Now, when we stack up and dig the foundation deep in Jesus, in his word, then we'll have a strong foundation and we're able to withstand the storms of life. The Bible uses a parable about uh, the man who built uh, his, his house on the firm foundation of a rock, a huge, huge rock, like a, a mountain, uh, a, a rock that's a mountain or a, a rock layout that would be large enough to maintain a building on. Uh, and somebody else built one in the sand. Well, the, the guy building it on the sand got done a lot quicker, didn't he? He didn't have to work so hard. He didn't have to present as much. He didn't have to, you know, go down into that granite rock and dig a hole in it to be able to adhere the, the building to that rock. And the other guy labored and labored and labored and labored to do that. The guy over here in the sand, man, he just built it and put it on the sand and he's ready. He, he's out there surfing. This guy over here is still sweating trying to build the foundation. And he's already got his house built over here. The house on the sand was built. The house over here is still being built. And that's kind of a picture of us. Jesus is still building us. And when our foundation is found in Him and His Word, then we have something to stand on. The Word says that we stand on the Word of God and that we stand by faith. That means faith in the Word. That means believing the Word is the Word. Regardless of what the winds are, if it's raining or snowing or storming or peaceful and quiet, doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference what's on the, the internet, what the TV set says, what the mail coming to you says. It doesn't make any difference how much money you've got in the bank. It doesn't make any difference what your health situation is because God is there for you to give you his very best. 
The question is, will we receive it? Will we believe him and his word is true and it's for me, it's for me today and that God still is involved in the affairs of man today, just like he was in the days that we read of the Bible? Or is it going to be like other days we read the Bible where people did their own thing and went against God and every one of them always had a price to pay for that? And that's the decision that we need to make. Oh, this may feel good or this may look good or I'll go ahead and buy that new whatever it is. I can make the payments. Well, we believe all that bulk corn. <laughs> Almost got you. We believe that stuff. But God wants us to believe his word. Oh, well, no man, nothing except to love him. So if you need something, God wants to supply that need himself not Visa or MasterCard. He will supply your needs. But there's things that we have to do. It's like well, we walk in obedience to His Word that says that we tithe, that we give offerings, uh, that we do the things that uh, would bring back us into a financial position where there's reciprocity with God, bring the tithe into the storehouse. That means when I need something from the storehouse, it's there because I've placed my tithe there. And whether your tithe is a dollar or a million dollars, when you need help from God, He's there to help you, to lead you, to take care of you. And He said He'd rebuke the devourer for your sake. So we bind the, the hands of the enemy. I know I'm saying a lot of things in a short period of time, but I'm just wanting you to realize more than maybe you've ever thought about before, how great God is, how fantastic He is. Remember, He has no start, He has no end. He's there. His essence is that He wants to supply our needs. His essence is He wants to heal us physically. His essence is He wants to heal us psychologically. His essence is that He wants us to choose to love Him and not just do stuff for Him, but to love Him. You know, it, it, it amazes me when people say, well, you know, I, I'm gonna obey God and my, my, my obedience will bring me everything. No, just obey God. <laughs> Do it because you love Him. Do it because you're not looking for anything from Him. Do it because it may be a seed that you're planning for next month or next year or 10 years from now. The kingdom of God is greater than what we can think or ask because it's the kingdom that God is building. So it's a, an attribute of Him and His work. When storm, the storms of life come and too many of us tuck our tail and run, well, you know, that's not necessary. If God's Word is true, I certainly believe it is, and I certainly have seen it be proven time after time after time after time, then I'm not concerned about it. I used to have a problem with airplanes. I didn't want to fly because airplanes flew up high and they were small and I was confined and I like room and I like to have my feet on solid ground. So when I went into an airplane, I'd always have a few drinks until I gave up drinking because that was actually ruling my life to a large extent. That was a long time ago. 1984 was the last time I had a drink. And this is 2022, I do believe. But I didn't do that by me. I did it by the grace of God. God empowered me to do it. So anyway, when I'm getting ready to get on the plane, the first plane trip I had after I had quit drinking, the very first time I get on a plane, I'm going, approaching that plane, I'm thinking, 
okay, Lord, I'm just kind of talking to him real soft and quiet like, um, you know, I need some help here uh, because I've had this anxiety before and, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do because I'm not going to drink. And the Lord just put it in my heart. He spoke to me, uh, not audibly, but he put it in my heart. That he said, I hold up the earth in the palm of my hands. Don't you think I can hold one airplane up? Oh my gosh. You know, somebody could have handed me a check for a hundred grand. I wouldn't have liked it as much. That set me free from me and my false conceptions. God is big enough. Psalms 91 says that he will give his angels charge for us that we won't even, and my translation is, stub our toe. <laughs> he won't, we don't even stub our toe. That he will uh, guard us from all diseases. No disease shall come near my dwelling. This is where I live in this body. I believe those things. God is true. He's honest. But he is also a God of faith. If you, everyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if we diligently seek God and believe that he's God, that he has the answers to everything, he's got the ability to fund everything, he's got the ability to heal everybody, whatever the situation may be, we come to him believing. That's the faith is the hand, our hands that reach out to receive his grace, the power of God to do that which we cannot do ourselves. That's God's grace. He loves us, he cares for us. He meets our every need. And then when the storms of life come, it's like, well, you know, when this storm goes through, I don't care if it's a tornado. It, uh, you know, I'm going to speak to that tornado and say, peace be still like Jesus did. And I'm going to maybe adjust it a little bit because I do believe that's possible according to the word of God. But I know a couple of things. One thing I know is I'm either going to be here after the storm or I'm not going to be here after the storm. And if I'm here after the storm, I'm here after the storm. And if I'm not here after the storm, I'm going to be with Jesus. So I've got a win and a win. <laughs> so what am I going to get? I'm going to get a win no matter what. And people that go around and they're squalling and bawling. And I understand human nature and all the emotions that we can go through. But I'm saying we don't have to be. If our house is built on the rock, Jesus Christ, then we have nothing to worry about. The days of church of tomorrow will be like the days when Jesus walked the earth with signs and wonders, and most importantly, changed lives. Why don't you come check us out, Church of Tomorrow, 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. We're at 6800 North Bryant. That's right where I-44 and I-35 come together. We're on Bryant, it's a service road on the east side of I-35 at that time. And it's 10 o'clock again, 6800 North Bryant. Oklahoma City, U.S. of A73121. And if you live in New York or California, you get across the country, come see us. And if you live in Oklahoma City, of course, you need to be here. Also, on Friday nights during the summer, we're doing a special series on I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Come check us out. Love you very much and see you next week.